Welcome to the Second Students North podcast. My name is Dylan, and this week, Jay Gray continues our series called Under Pressure. We address the stresses and anxieties that weigh on us daily and how God has called us to face them according to His Word. Our prayer is that you would gain a better understanding of how to deal with the various things that overwhelm us. We hope you enjoy week three of Under Pressure. Um, a couple, I guess it was maybe a week and a half ago, I went to the store with my four-year-old son. And we were at Costco. Anybody been to Costco before? Okay, and we had to get a case, not a, not a, not a Walmart case, a Costco case of water. You know what I'm talking about? Not the 24-pack of water, like the 48-pack of water. And my four-year-old son goes, Daddy, I'll get it. And he walked over there. I said, all right, buddy, you got it. And he, he grabs it, and I start, you know, I kind of slide it over to him, the one I wanted to pick up, and I'm kind of holding my hands out. He's like, Daddy, I got it. I got this. And my four-year-old son about knocked himself over when he tried to pull the weight of that thing off. Now, here's why. Because he was... He's not big enough to carry that weight, right? I mean, that, bo- that case of water weighs about as much as my four-year-old son. He doesn't have the strength to be able to do it, but so many of us walk through life carrying weight everywhere we go that we were never intended to carry. We're in a series called Under Pressure, and many of you guys, personally, you got smiles on your faces, but if you're honest with people, you feel about like this. You feel about like this. Between stress, school, family, performance, approval, pressure, peer pressure, anxiety, all the things that you guys have to deal with all the time. So many of you like to put on a face. We like to come in here and put on a face, but if you're honest, you feel a little bit more like this. Well, tonight, my goal is that we would uh, we'd throw some of the weight off and we begin to let some of it go. <laughs> Just let a little bit of the weight go, the way God has intended for us to. Now, somewhere in here, I've got my actual notes, so I gotta get them out. Found it. My goal for all of us is that we would take off that weight. So we're gonna look at a passage of scripture. If you have a Bible, you can turn to, to uh, 1 Peter chapter five. That's where, we're gonna, that's where we're gonna spend most of our time. We're gonna look at five things. Because you deal with pressure. Everybody, if you deal with pressure, peer pressure, stress, anxiety, uh, whatever it might be, all this pressure that you feel like is on you, just raise your hand. Everybody raise your hand if you feel like you deal with some kind of pressure, anxiety. All right, if you don't have your hand up, it's probably because you feel the pressure of having to answer the question, right? Right, every one of us, all of us deals with the pressure. We're gonna talk about five different things that we can look at tonight for how we can deal with the pressure, how you guys can deal with the stress, the anxiety, the worry, all the things that are coming your way all the time, whether it's the need for approval from people, the need for approval from family, or performance, or whatever it might be, all these different things, people pressuring you, whether it's verbally they're pressuring you, or you just feel the pressure, even though they've never said, hey, you need to do this, you feel the pressure of needing to do things, and be a certain person, and be a certain way, because of the pressure you feel all the time, or maybe just looking at social media, you feel pressure to be a certain person on social media, and you put on a good face, and we can pretend like we're not under pressure, but the truth is, we are under pressure, and it's closing in on us all the time, and so many of us don't ever deal with it. First Peter chapter five, starting in verse six says, humble yourself under God's mighty hand 
or under the mighty power of God. And at the right time, he will lift you up in honor. Give all your worries and cares to God, for he cares about you. Listen, it says, stay alert. Stay alert, watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Did you know that you have an enemy? Today, right now, in this moment, in every moment of your life, you have an enemy. And it says the devil prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Then it says stand firm against him. Another translation says resist him. That's the picture of what it says, resist him. Be strong in your faith. Remember that your family of believers all over the world is going through the same kind of suffering you are. We talked a little bit about that in our last series called I Live For This. We talked about how there's other people in the world that are suffering and the, and the battles we fight, we're not alone. It doesn't minimize the battles that you fight or that I fight, the person next to you fights. It doesn't minimize any of those, but it just helps you to remember that you're not alone. Fighting this battle, you're never alone. You're not the only one going through it because I think one of the things Satan always wants to do is isolate us and make, we, make us think that we're the only ones going through it because if he can isolate us, that's when he devours us. We'll talk about that in just a second. So here's the five things. If you're taking notes, a lot of you guys grabbed the note cards when you came in. Here's the five things. And it literally, it just comes from this scripture. If you uh, ever come across stress, worry, anxiety, I want you to remember these scriptures we're looking at tonight. But the five points are going to come straight from this scripture. The first thing you do is humble yourself. Humble yourself. If you were taking notes, write that down. Humble yourself. This is why this is important. It says at the right time, he will lift you up. But this is why it's important to humble yourself. Because here's what happens. Did you guys, any of you guys watch the videos you walked in tonight of the, the people lifting weights and they were trying to lift the weights and it was too much for a lot of them and stuff like that? Here's what I want you to know. The weight that you have to carry, if you try to carry it on your own, is more than you can do. And it's not a matter of just getting stronger. A lot of you guys in the room, not just males, but a lot of you guys in the room, you think, well, I just need to get stronger. When it came to some of those weights, some of those guys could physically get stronger and eventually actually do what they were failing at doing. You know, if, if all this was loaded with, you know, a thousand pounds of weight, I could never do it, but I could be like, you know what, I'm just going to get stronger until I finally can handle it. I want you to know that that's not the goal because that's not what you can do. There's no point that you were intended or designed or created to carry the weight that you carry and that I carry too often. You weren't designed to carry that weight. And there's no matter of just getting stronger and stronger and I'm just, I'm just gonna get strong enough. So you have to humble yourself. And part of that means you just realize that it's the powerful hand of God that's gonna carry me. That's what you have to humble yourself. It's not gonna be by my power. It's not gonna be by my strength. It's gonna be by the power of God and by his strength that I'm going to make it through. So you humble yourself. And then it says this, once you've humbled yourself under the mighty power of God, realizing that he has the power to do what you can't do. He has the power to do what I can't do. So I'm gonna humble myself and say, God, I realize that you have the power to do what I can never do. So I'm going to humble myself. Then it says this, it says, give your worries to God. Give your worries to God. The translation we read says, give all your worries and cares to God. You wanna know what the actual, uh, the actual word of give your cares to God, your worries to God, you know what it means? means to cast. Is there anybody that likes to fish? Anybody here that likes to fish? I'm not a huge fan of fishing. I like catching. I don't like sitting there just going, 
and it's empty, and then I do it again, over and over again. I like to catch fish, okay? So here's, here's the picture. It's, it's like that same picture of casting, but here's the problem. You think about back then, they didn't actually have you know, a, a fishing rod where they're reeling it back in. The picture is to throw off, to completely cast aside, to throw away. So it's not like, it's not like I'm just going, oh. but it's literally to take this and be like, God, here you go. Oh, there's more? I'm just gonna throw it aside. And then I'm not gonna come back and pick it up because what we're so good at doing is we're so good at saying, God, I'm gonna trust you. I cast all that aside. And then we're like, you know what, God, you haven't done what I thought you were gonna do with it. So I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna bring it back over here into my life again, right? And we come back and get it. We reel it back in. We throw it out and we reel it back in. We throw it out and we reel it back in. That's the problem that so many of us have when it comes to worry and stress and anxiety is that we say, God, I'm gonna trust you with this. I'm gonna lay this down to you. God, I'm gonna give it to you. And then... 30 seconds later, we're going to be like, but God, you know, I just don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I might be able to handle it. I think I could do it. And God, I'm just worried. I'm stressed out. I got this test. And we, we do it all over again, over and over and over and over again. There's many of you in the room who've never actually done that for the first time, where you just threw it all to God, where you said, God, I'm just going to give it to you. And you've carried it literally your whole life. You haven't even had moments of freedom. You haven't even had those moments where you feel like free, like God's just taken all that away, all that guilt and pain and shame and regret and that feeling to, that I have to perform and that I have to be approved of and that people have to like me and they have to think certain ways about me and I have to do this and I have to do that. You carry that all the time because you've never actually laid it aside. He says, cast all your cares and that word means completely, to throw everything completely on him. And then it says, because he cares about you. That's what I want you to know. God cares about you. And because he cares about you and he knows you weren't designed to carry it, if you will allow him to carry it, he will. When we allow him to carry our stress, anxiety, worry, pain, shame, guilt, regret, he'll take it. Satan constantly wants to put it back on our shoulders where we're walking through life just weighed down everywhere we go. We're just weighed down and we're trudging through life and it's really difficult because he wants to keep putting it back on our shoulders. But because God cares for you, he says, if you'll allow me to, I'll take it. He's not gonna rip it off your shoulders. He's not gonna take that weight away from you. You have to give it to him. You have to allow him to. And that's why you have to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. There was a traveler, a story about a traveler who was walking along this really high road. And he, had a, he was carrying a really heavy load and he was getting exhausted from carrying this load. And he had to pause for a while and, and this guy came in a carriage and brought this carriage and says, would you like to take a ride? He said, yes, sir, I'm, I'm exhausted. I would love to take a ride. Thank you so much. And this man carrying the heavy load got in the carriage and sat down next to the man who was driving the carriage, but he didn't take his bag off. He carried everything on his lap, left the stuff on his shoulders, and the man who was driving said, why won't you just take that off? And he said, because I already feel like I'm a burden to you, and I don't wanna bother you anymore by forcing you to carry my bag. And the man driving the carriage said, whether you take it off or not, I'm still carrying it. I want you to know that this is the picture of what happens. God carries you 
and carries the weight, and you don't have to. But the problem is, for so many of us, we continue to go through our daily life carrying the weight that he's carrying for us. We say, no, you know what, I might be riding this carriage with you, I might be in this, and really, if I'm honest, you're carrying the weight, but I'm gonna make sure I keep the weight on me so that not only are you carrying it, God, but I'm gonna carry it too. Because I've gotta be strong enough, and I've gotta be enough, and I've gotta do this, and I've gotta do that, and people gotta know that I'm strong, and I gotta put on the right face, and all that kind of stuff, because I might be under pressure, but nobody can know. And so what happens is we end up carrying the weight that we were never intended to carry. It says that he cares for you. I want you to know that he cares for you. And that word actually, the phrase, listen to me students, the word of that he cares for you means not that he cared for you and he did something for you and now you get to experience it. It means he right now in this moment actively is looking at you and caring for you. Whatever the weight is that you're carrying, he cares for you. So that's what we do. We humble ourselves and then we cast all of our cares. We give all of our worries and cares to God. The next thing it says, verse eight, it says, stay alert. Everybody say, stay alert. Look at the person next to you and say, stay alert. All right, look at me. Everybody look at me. How many of you, anyone ever been to Africa before? Nobody in this room has been to Africa. Is that true? Anybody? Nobody been to Africa, perfect. Imagine for just a second that all of us go to Africa and we go on a safari and we're out in the middle of nowhere in the, in the Serengeti, right? And we decide we're gonna just jump out of the Jeeps that we're riding around in and we're gonna go for a walk. Does that sound like a fantastic idea? Yes, yes it does, except one problem. There are lions out there and there are a whole lot of other things that want to eat you, right? So if I know and you know, look at me, if you know and I know that there are lions and we're walking around, anybody in this room gonna be on the lookout? Yep. We're gonna be constantly going everywhere we go, right? If I set you down in the zoo, I take you to the zoo, I put you in the middle of the lion exhibit and I let all the lions into the exhibit. You're gonna be looking around you all the time, right? It says stay alert because you have an enemy, the devil, who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking for what? Anybody remember? Pray, seeking for somebody to give a big hug to. The lion's thinking of somebody to get some snuggles with, right? We have a real bad picture of lions and we got a couple pictures It's because we think like this way, right? Oh, yeah, it's so sweet. Or like Lion King, we got, we got the picture of the Lion King, right? Like Simba, you know, lots of it. Maybe, maybe. There we go, that, that's the one, that's the one. But here's the problem. We have a wrong picture because the lions that you guys have encountered are not the same lions that he's talking about. He's talking about this next picture, these kind of lions. Okay? And by the way, they're not in a cage and you're not on the other side of glass. Students, listen to me. You have an enemy that wants to destroy you every single day. Jesus told us this, by the way. He said the thief comes to steal, 
to kill, and not just to kill, to absolutely and utterly destroy. But so many of us go through life lackadaisical, like we're walking through a zoo. When we have an enemy who's prowling around like a roaring lion, ready to devour us. And many of us are getting devoured because we walk around that way. He says, stay alert. Because here's what happens. Uh, anybody, anybody like cats? All right, you can leave right now. I'm just kidding. No, I won't say that. I, I hate cats. But when, we drive, when I drive my kids to school in the morning, every single day there are some high school students that are standing at a bus stop on our way uh, to, to the school when I drop my kids off. And do you want to know what's next to them 100% of the time? Two stray dogs. Every single morning at about 6.50 to 7 a.m., Every single morning, those high school students are standing there, rain or shine, and guess who's next to them? Those two stray dogs. And you want to know what I see happen every single time? One of the students has food in their hand and is feeding them. Every single time. And I know they're stray dogs because they're around the neighborhood, that part of the neighborhood all the time, like everywhere. They don't go to a yard. Like they're just there and they look stray, okay? And so they're feeding them over and over and over again. And guess what those dogs are coming back for? Food. If you have an enemy that's a roaring lion seeking for somebody to devour, the reason he'll keep coming back to you is because he's getting to feed on you. I know that kind of sounds gross, right? But here's what happens. A lot of us, because we're not alert, we have an enemy that's destroying us from the inside out eating us up from the inside out. We could put on the face, but we're carrying all this baggage all the time and he's winning that battle and so he keeps coming back and he knows what it takes to get you to pick up the weight again, to get you to pick up the weight of what you did last night, to feel that pain and shame and regret and all that all over again. He knows what it takes to make you wanna look on social media and see something and begin to compare yourself and feel the pressure of having to compare yourself to what you see on a screen that isn't real anyways. He knows what it takes to get you to go down the road that you're not supposed to go to. He knows what it takes to remind you that this person left you and this person doesn't care about you and all these other things. He knows what it takes and so he keeps coming back. Do you wanna know when he's gonna stop? When he's not getting anything anymore when you stop feeding him, when you realize that he's just a roaring lion seeking for somebody to devour, but because you're alert, you say, no, I'm staring at you. I know you're coming, but you're not gonna feed on me. I'm not gonna believe those lies anymore because I trust, I have my faith in a God who loves me, who cares for me, and all those things you wanna throw on me, I've already given those to God anyways, so you're not gonna throw them back on me. I'm not gonna walk in that pain and shame and guilt and regret anymore. I'm not gonna deal with that stuff. I'm not gonna go for approval and acceptance because I have a God who loves me and approves of me and has accepted me just the way I am and I'm gonna live for him. So I don't need it from you. I don't need it from them and so I'm not gonna allow you to burden me with that pressure. I know what you're trying to do, Satan. It's not gonna happen. What happens is he's gonna go find some other prey because he's seeking someone to devour. And when he knows he can't devour you, because like our pastor talks about on the weekend a lot, he's a, defeat, a defeated foe, that the work of God is already complete, that he's already won the battle. We get to fight the battles, but the war is over. I mean, it's already won, it's a done deal. He's just trying to take as many people out on the way out as he can. 
And when we understand that, he already knows that. And we remind him of that, we remind ourselves of that, and we remind him of that. He says, you know what, I don't think I'm gonna win this battle, I'm gonna go to another place. So it says this, it says be alert, and then it says stand firm and resist him. Be strong in your faith, stand firm and resist the devil. Here's what I wanna tell you to do, stop asking God to take it away. Stop saying, God, will you just take this pressure away? No, instead you say, God, I give it to you. Now that doesn't mean, here's what I want everybody, everybody look at me, I need everybody to look at me for this. This is an important thing to understand is what we're talking about tonight. As you give it to God, one of the things I need you to understand is that doesn't mean that the next day when you go to school, there's not gonna be pressure again. That doesn't mean that when you open up your phone, there's not gonna be access to the things that you've been accessing. It doesn't mean that all these things just begin to disappear. We have this tendency to think that, God, if I'm gonna lay it and I'm gonna give it to you, that it's just gonna go away. That's not how it works. Because you still have the pressure, but you just consistently say, God, that's not my pressure to carry, that's yours. God, I give this to you. God, I'm not gonna walk in that because that's yours already. I've already given it to you. I'm not gonna walk in that anymore. And we begin to live differently when we start living that way. We begin to resist the devil. Here's the problem that a lot of us do. Imagine a soldier goes off to battle. Somewhere in the world, they're at battle, and all of a sudden they're down in the bunker, and, some, and there's enemy fire coming and all this kind of stuff, and the soldier calls up the President of the United States, right, the Commander-in-Chief, and says, hey, I need your help. I need you to stop them from doing this. What is he going to say? He's going to say, I sent you to stop them. They're shooting at you. Go kill them. Fight back. So what we fight back with, this is what I wanna finish out with, we fight back, how do we fight back? Ephesians chapter six. Ephesians chapter six talks about we, we arm ourselves, we prepare ourselves for battle with the belt of truth buckled around our, our waist, with the breastplate of righteousness, with the shoes that come from the gospel of peace, with the shield of faith, with the helmet of salvation, with the sword of the spirit, which is the what? The sword of the spirit, which is the what? The word of God. Some of you said Bible, that counts. Here's what we do. The way we fight back with the enemy, the way we fight back with the devil, is we know what God's word says about who we are, and then we remind him. But a lot of us, we don't know what God says about who we are, so that's a problem, because we can't fight back with a weapon we don't carry. If we don't actually spend a time in the Bible, that's like just leaving it back in the tent and going out to battle. That doesn't make any sense, right? We gotta take it into battle with us. We spend time in God's word. So we can say, you know what? God tells me I'm this, so I don't care what you tell me. I don't care what they tell me. God, I'm not, or Satan, I'm not gonna listen to that because God has said something different than what you're telling me. I don't have to listen to it. We fight a battle. And then he says this, he says, resist the devil and remember that you're not alone. For those of you guys who missed the last series, I would encourage you to go look it up, Spotify, podcast, whatever. Go listen to the last series as we talked about people who are fighting this battle all over the world. Teenagers who are literally being killed because they're standing firm and they're resisting the devil and they're resisting temptation. They're saying, you know what? I'm not willing to deny the name of Jesus for these people even if it costs me my life. Here's what happens. When we understand and remember there are people going through what we're going through all over the world, it helps us out to realize that we're not alone. You're not alone. 
That doesn't make your issues any more, more insignificant. That doesn't mean it's easy. That doesn't make it easy. That doesn't mean it's not incredibly difficult. It absolutely is. But hopefully you remember that you're not alone. You're not fighting this battle alone. And many of you, look at me students, many of you think that you're fighting a battle alone. I want you to know we're on your team. We're on your team. We don't want you to fight that battle alone. If you ever need anything, you come to us. If you ever feel like you're fighting some kind of battle alone, whether it's a, a addiction or some kind of substance or, or anxiety or whatever it is that might be overwhelming you, the pressure to perform in some form or fashion, all these different things that could come across and that Satan wants to throw on you, if you feel like you're fighting it alone, come and talk to us. We want to fight that battle with you. We'll close out with this passage, Matthew chapter 11. These are the words of Jesus now. I want everybody to listen very carefully. Jesus says this. As Jesus said, come to me, all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. Let me teach you because I am humble and gentle at heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy to bear, and the burden I give you is light. Listen, students. If you're carrying a heavy burden, Jesus says, come to me. If you feel tired of what you're having to carry, Jesus says, come to me. Because you're not intended to carry that weight. If it's pain, shame, guilt, regret, you lay it on him. Because here's what happened. A few thousand years ago, Jesus, who said this, died on a cross for you so that you wouldn't have to carry that pain, shame, guilt, and regret anymore. So that you would know that you're accepted and you don't have to, be, you don't have to worry about acceptance from other people. So you would know that no matter what your performance is, no matter what you've done in your past or what you do in your future, that if you choose to turn everything over to him, if you choose to lay it down for him and just say, God, I give this to you. I'm not intended to carry it and so I'm gonna give it to you then what happens is he says, take my yoke upon you. And it's this picture of two oxen side by side. And he says, the burden I give you is light. You don't have to carry that weight. You don't have to feel weighed down with everything you do. He says, I care for you. And I don't want to give you that weight, so I'll carry it for you. And he carried it all the way to the cross. Nailed it on the cross. When he was nailed to the cross, all of that was nailed too. That's what he died for, so that we don't have to carry that pain. Last thing, don't try to carry what you were never intended to carry. Don't try to carry what you were never intended to carry. 